right. Good to have you here tonight, and let's go ahead and take our Bibles, and we'll turn to the book of Judges once again here tonight, uh, the book of Judges, and uh, we'll be considering some thoughts from this book, mainly, and also about the Bible, as we consider some thoughts on the people here in the book of Judges. Last week, we looked at the theme of Judges, which is a book of carnality and compromise, We see that based on, let's turn to Judges chapter 17, Judges chapter 17, as the nation of Israel, uh, again, got into the promised land, we see them go from a place of seemingly doing what's right, to a place of apathy, later apostasy, and then finally anarchy. Uh, Judges chapter 17 Uh, Verse number 5 and verse number 6, the Bible says, And the man Micah had a house of gods and made an ephod and a teraphim teraphim, and consecrated one of his sons who became his priest. And in those days there was no king in Israel, but every man did that which is right in his own eyes. Turn to Judges chapter 21. Judges chapter 21 as we find again this this thought process of people doing that which is right in their own eyes. Verse 25, Judges 21, 25. And in those days there was no king in Israel. Every man did that which is right in his own eyes. And so it's a book of compromise, doing that which is right in one's own eyes. Not what's right as far as God is concerned, not what's even maybe right as far as nature or even right by others, but doing right in their own eyes. And so we see them, as we go through this book, we see them compromise in three different areas. They compromise, and we talked about this last week, they compromise in the area of fellowship with the enemy. We see this in Judges chapter 1, verse number 21. And the children of Benjamin did drive out, uh, sorry, did not drive out the Jebusites that inhabited Jerusalem, but the Jebusites dwelt with the children of Benjamin in Jerusalem unto this day. So they didn't do what they're supposed to do. They compromised when it came to fellowship. They, again, tolerated them. They, again, forced some of them to pay tribute. They mixed with them. They married them. They accepted their faith, and they compromised in the area of fellowship. But they also compromised here, secondly, in Judges chapter 2 and uh, verse number 2. In the area of obeying God, in Judges chapter 2, verse number 2, it says, And ye shall make no league with the inhabitants of the land. Ye shall throw down their altars, but ye have not obeyed my voice. Why have you done this? Again, as they were doing things they weren't supposed to be doing, they were confronted here, and we'll look at that later on here, by an angel that tells them that they were doing things wrong. They compromised when it came to obeying the Lord God. And then in Judges chapter 2, just read on here just a little bit further here. In Judges chapter 2, verse number 8 through 13, we see they compromised in their faith towards God. They left their faith towards God and really began to serve other gods. Notice as we read here in Judges chapter 2, verse number 8, And Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died being 110 years old. And they buried him in the border of the inheritance of the Tim, Tim Nath, uh, Nathar Fries uh, in the Mount of Ephraim on the north side of the 
hill of Gash. And also that generation were gathered unto their fathers, and there arose another generation after them, which knew not the Lord, nor yet the works which he had done for Israel. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and they served Balaam, and they forsook the Lord God their father, which brought them out of the land of Egypt, and followed other gods, of the gods of the people that were round about them, and they bowed themselves unto them and provoked the Lord to anger. They forsook the Lord and served Baal and Ashtaroth. We see them compromised when it comes to their relationship with God. They left loving and cleaving the Lord, and they began to serve and cleave and love and follow the idolatrous, again, uh, religions of that region. And so tonight we want to consider some thoughts from this, this passage of Scripture and others in the book of Judges as we consider here, first of all, as I want to mention here tonight, uh, there were three main kinds of people that we find in the book of Judges. Many different personalities, many different characters, but uh, in the area of types of people, I find, again, three main categories of people. There were the courageous few, there were the carnal ones, and also compromisers. So there's three different kinds of people you'll find in this book here tonight. And I'd like to, to first of all, consider here in, in the book of Judges, the courageous few. Uh, there are a lot of different lessons we can learn from the book of Judges, but there was, and there again is in this book, a courageous few. Let's turn to Joshua chapter 1 before we start looking at the first few verses in the book of Judges. To begin with, in just a moment here, I'd like us to turn to Joshua chapter 1 and consider the fact that God has called us to courage. And uh, we find that throughout the scriptures, we see the fear nots of the Bible, but we also see here with Joshua, as he was going to go into Canaan land, he and the people are called to courage. Joshua chapter 1, verse number 6. It says, Be strong and of a good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance of the land, which I swear unto thy fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is in the law, which Moses my servant commanded thee, Turn not from the right hand nor the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law uh, shall not depart of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein uh, day and night, that thou mayest observe to do all according to all that is written therein. And then shalt thou make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage, be not afraid, Neither be dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. We find here in the Bible, Joshua called to courage. And in the book of Judges, we see the courageous at first go into the land. Let's turn to Judges chapter 1. The first of the judges are known to be the best of the judges. And the reason for that, I would say, is because they had great courage. They had courage to do what God wanted them to do. They had courage to obey the word of God and follow the word of God to lead as was needed at that time. I like to pick up here Judges chapter 1, verse number 1. Joshua was called to be courageous. These two would need courage to do the will of God. 
Judges chapter 1, verse number 1. It says, Now after the death of Joshua came to pass that the children of Israel asked the Lord, saying, Who shall go up for us against the Canaanites first to fight against them? And the Lord said, Judah shall go up. And behold, I have delivered the land into his hand. And Judah said unto Simeon his brother, Come up with me into my lot, that we may fight against the Canaanites. And I likewise will go with thee into thy lot. So Simeon went with him. And Judah went up, and the Lord delivered the Canaanites and the Perizzites into their hand. And they slew of them at Bezek 10,000 men. And they found Adonai Bezek in Bezek, and they fought against him. And they slew the Canaanites and the Perizzites. But uh, Adonai Bezek fled and pursued after him and caught him and cut his thumbs and his great toes. Adonai Bezek said, Three score and ten kings, having their thumbs and their great toes cut off, gather the meat under my table. As I have done, so God hath requited me. And they brought him to Jerusalem, and there he died. And the children of Judah had fought against Jerusalem and taken it and smitten it with the edge of the sword and set it on fire. And afterwards, the children of Judah went up to fight against the Canaanites that dwelt in the mountain and in the south and in the valley. And Judah went against the Canaanites that dwelt in Hebron. Now the name of Hebron before this was Kirjashiba. Uh, they slew uh, Shishaya, uh, or Shishaya and Ehim. Uh, or Ehiam and uh, Talmiah. Uh, and from thence he went against the inhabitants of Deber, and the name of Deber before was Kerjath, Shefer, and it goes on from there. I just want to start out by mentioning here tonight, uh, again, we find here in the Bible what I call the courageous few. The courageous few. Now we see in this text here in the Bible that God did call a particular tribe to lead there. And uh, we find this, uh, again, as the Lord says there in verse number one, he says, now after the death of Joshua came to pass that the tribes of Israel asked the Lord, who shall go up for us against the Canaanites first to fight against them? The Lord said, Judah shall go up. Behold, I have delivered the land into his hand. So who is going to lead of all the tribes? Judah was going to lead. And so we see them, him, them called to lead we see them in a position where God had, I believe, equipped them to lead. And we see also here in verse number three, they ask, uh, again, a, a tribe in particular to help them uh, to go into battle. It says, so Judah said unto Simeon, his brother, come up with me into my lot that we may fight against the Canaanites. And I likewise will go with thee into thy lot. So Simeon went with him. And so we see courageous tribes, Simeon and Judah, lead in going into Canaan land. And it says there in verse number four, and Judah went up and the Lord delivered the Canaanites and the Perizzites into the land and they slew of them at Bezek 10,000 men. And so they go into the land, these two different tribes leading here, and they um, have a slaughter of different men there, 10,000 die. They fought uh, with Ena, uh, uh, Adonai Bezek in Bezek and they fought against him and they slew the Canaanites and the Perizzites there. And I just want you to notice as we talk about this uh, Canaanite, these Perizzites, this leader wasn't just an average kind of a guy as it describes how 
brutal he really was, and, and uh, again, how powerful he was. This, but Ahab fled, and they pursued after him, and caught him, and cut off his thumbs and his great toes. Oh, that's not so good, but that's what they did. But look at what he had done before they had come there. It says, And Adonibizek said, Three score and ten kings have in their thumbs and their great toes cut off. Gather meat under my table. As I have done so, God hath requited me. And they brought him to Jerusalem, and there he died. That king had done the same thing to 70 different kings. This wasn't just an average individual. This was, again, a, I believe, a very vicious kind of a king. And uh, he even mentions there in verse number 7, which is kind of amazing. Uh, it says there, As I have done, so the Lord hath requited me. And he dies after this took place. We see again some courageous few go into Canaan. Judah and Simeon go into Canaan. After they gone to Canaan, they again uh, destroy the Canaanites there, verse number five, the Perizzites there, verse number uh, six, and Adonai Bezek, who was again a very, very strong individual there. They also uh, destroyed him. He dies. It says, now the children of Judah had fought against Jerusalem and taken it and smitten it with the edge of the sword and set it on fire. And afterward, the children of Judah went down to fight against the Canaanites that dwelt in the mountains and in the south and in the valley. So they went to the cities, I believe, and then they went to the country, they went to the valleys, they went uh, different places, the mountains, to fight with the Canaanites in the land. Verse 10, it says, the Judah went up against the Canaanites that dwelt in Hebron. Now the name of Hebron before was called Kirjash-Sheba, and they slew uh, Shishiah and Ahiam and uh, Telamai. And from thence he went against the inhabitants of Deber. And the name of Deber before was called Kijah, Shefer. And so they begin this conquering of the land. Judah and uh, Simeon leading the way in this conquering of the land. They go from place to place. They go to different places. They are delivered there. God is with them. The Lord delivers them. It talks about verse number four. Uh, he empowers them. And then in verse number 12, you see Caleb involved here in uh, calling some to courage and uh, to conquer. Verse number 12, it says, Caleb said, He that smiteth Kirchath Shefer and taketh it to him will I give Aksah, my daughter, to wife. And Othniel, the son of Kenes, Caleb's younger brother, took it and he gave him Aksah, his daughter, to wife. And it came to pass when she came to him that she moved him to ask of her father a field. And she alighted from off her ass and Caleb said unto her, what wilt thou? And she said unto him, Give me a blessing, for thou hast given me the south land. Give me also springs of water. And Caleb gave her the upper springs and the nether springs. And the children of Kenai, Moses' father-in-law, went up out of the city of the palm trees with the wilderness of Judah into the wilderness of Judah, which lieth in the southward of Arad. And they went up and dwelt among the people. And so we see Othniel called again to go into battle. And so he goes into battle. He fights in the battle. He is too a man of courage, a courageous few. It goes on there, verse number 17. It says, And Judah went with Simeon, his brother, and they slew the Canaanites that were in the hamlets of Zephthah and utterly destroyed it. And the name of 
that city was called Hormah, and Judah took Gaza with the coast thereof, and Ashkelon with the coast thereof, and Ekron with the coast thereof. And the Lord was with Judah and drave out the inhabitants of the mountains, but could not drive out the inhabitants of the valley because they had chariots of iron. And they gave Hebron unto Caleb, as Moses said, and he expelled thence the three sons of Anak. Now, if we stopped here in the Bible, we would see, you know, everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're conquering the enemies in the land. They're destroying the enemies in the land. They're taking over the land. And again, we're not going to get into why this was done or whatever it was, you know, might be there. But uh, we find some people with courage. We find, again, the, the, the tr people of the tribe of Judah with courage. Simeon coming alongside him and also being a person with courage. Judah joining in verse number 17 with Simeon to help conquer some of the lands that they needed to see conquered there. But you'll find as we read on here in the chapter that courage seems to disappear or it doesn't seem to be exercised as much. In verse number 21, it says, And the children of Benjamin, that's another tribe there, do not drive out the Jebusites that inhabit in Jerusalem, but the Jebusites dwell with the children of Benjamin and of Jerusalem unto this day. And the house of Joseph, they went up against Bethel, and the Lord was with them, and the house of Joseph sent to describe Bethel, now the name of the city before was Luz, and the spies saw a man come forth out of the city, and they say unto him, Show us, we pray thee, the entrance of the city, and we will show thee mercy. And when he had showed them the entrance of the city, they smote the city with the edge of the sword, but they let go the man and his family. So they did show mercy there. And the man went into the land of the Hittites and built a city, and the name of the man, uh, the name thereof is Luz which is the name thereof unto this day. Neither did Manasseh drive out in the inhabitants of Beshian and her towns, nor of uh, Tananak and her towns, and the inhabitants of Dor and the towns, and goes on, talks about a bunch of different things. And they just, as you read on here, and you know, here in the, in the scriptures, you find that it seems like more of the tribes there just didn't do what they were called to do. It seems like some of them kind of did the job and some partly did the job and some didn't do what they were called to do. As we look at the few that were courageous in the book of Judges as an overview of this book, really, again, as you study this book, and we will study this book, there are, at least at this time in history, in Israel, a few courageous men. And a few men that said, you know, we just don't want to fight, we don't want to do this to the enemy, and so we're just going to dwell with the enemy, we're going to let them live with us, and, and that kind of stuff, and you know, that, that'll help us. In fact, look with Manasseh there in verse number 28, and it came to pass when Israel was strong that they put the Canaanites to tribute, and did not utterly drive them out. So they just, hey, just give us, you know, taxes, tribute, money for keeping these people here. Uh, and then 29 says, Neither did Ephraim drive out the Canaanites that dwelt in Z uh, Jezer, uh, but the Canaanites dwelt in Jezer then. Neither did the Zebulun drive out the hands of Kitron, nor the, of these other places, and, and they became tributaries. Asher does the same thing, and you read on here in the Bible, and it wasn't good for them. Verse 34, it says, And the Amorites forced the children of Dan into the mountain, for they uh, would not suffer them to come down to the valley. 
but the Amorites would dwell in Mount Hears, in uh, Agilon, and in uh, Shalabim. Uh, yet the band of the house of Joseph prevailed so that they became tributaries. And so they seemingly had some victory. They put some people in a position, really, of bondage or slavery or tributary-type situations. But uh, as we look at the book of Judges, we see what I call a few courageous uh, folks there. And I just want to consider some thoughts on what it takes for people to be courageous. Well, first of all, I want to mention about being courageous, and you'll see this in this book. We see a few courageous will engage and volunteer to engage the enemy. We see this with Judah. We see this with Simeon. We see this with Othniel. Verse number 13. And Caleb said, He that smiteth Kerjashifer and taketh it, to him will I give Aksah, my daughter to wife. And Othniel, the son of Kenaz, Caleb's younger brother, took it, and it gave him Aksah, his daughter, to wife. We see a few courageous few that volunteer to engage the enemy. There were certainly a lot that didn't. There were certainly a lot of these tribes that decided not to. And uh, we're not in a position today that we are to engage the enemy like they did back in old times here, as far as what they did here, back here and destroying the enemy and all that kind of things. But I think Christians need to be uh, courageous in engaging the world, the flesh, and the devil. They are our main enemies. There are other enemies involved with our spiritual warfare. There's humanism, socialism, communism, atheism, even religion, and uh, distortions of all kinds in religion and other things in the world. We need to be courageous, not compromise, not settle for half-heartedness or halfway victories as they did here as they conquered the land. And so we see with a few in the book of Judges, they engage the enemy. Let's turn to Judges chapter 3. And I, I think that's something that every Christian needs to do is engage the enemy uh, with spiritual warfare, with the armor of truth and their loins girt about with truth, having the helmet of salvation, which is the word of God, all the things mentioned there in, in the book of Ephesians, so that we can combat the enemy, we can win the enemy, we can persuade the enemy, we can love the enemy until the enemy becomes our friend or, or gets saved, whatever it might be. Um, but it's good for us to engage the enemy. Secondly, we see here in the book of Judges, amongst the faithful few here, we see another account here in the book of Judges of Ehud. And I'd like to just pick up and just read a little bit about him. We'll look at him in greater detail down the road. Judges chapter 3 and verse number 13. He is going to be the second judge. I'm Othniel the first, but here's the second judge. Judges chapter 3, verse number 14. Judges 3, verse number 14. It says, So the children of Israel served Ajalon, the king of Moab, 18 years. So they're under a place where they're not leading. They're in a place of bondage or slavery under, uh, again, the, the Moabites, 18 years. And then it says in verse 15, But when the children of Israel cried on the Lord, the Lord raised up a deliverer, Ehud, the son of Girah, a Benjamite, a man left-handed, and by him the children of Israel sent a present unto Eglon, the king of Moab. 
I will look at more details of this down the road, but let's just pick up in verse number 26. As he is raised up by God, we see here a different kind of thing this courageous men does. And again, I just want to mention what courageous men will do. They will secondly seek to inspire, influence others to follow them as they follow the will of God. We see this in verse number 26 and following. It says, an Eod escaped while they tarried and passed beyond the quarries and escaped to uh, Siratath. And it came to pass when he was come that he blew the trumpet in the mountain of Ephraim. And the children of Israel went down with him from Mount Ephraim and he before them. And he said unto them, follow after me, for the Lord hath delivered your enemies, the Moabites, in your hand. And he went down after him and took the fords of Jordan toward Moab and suffered not a man to pass over it. And they slew of, the Mo, of, of Moab at that time 10,000 men, all lusty and all men of valor, and there escaped not a man. So Moab was subdued that day under the hand of Israel, and the land had rest fourscore years. That's a long time. That's 80 years under Ehud. What we see with Ehud, and I just want to say this about the courageous few here, in the book of Judges and throughout history, uh, those that truly are part of the few courageous seek to influence and inspire others to follow after them. You see that in verse number 28. And he said unto them, follow after me. Follow after me. You know, Paul did that in the New Testament. He said, follow after me as I follow after Christ. To be courageous, one needs to call someone to follow after them. If they're doing right and they're exercising faith, they should exercise the faith to come with me. This man didn't just demand this from those that were, again, around him, but he went into battle as a person of great courage. In fact, look at verse number 27. He leads in the battle. He leads in going against the Canaanites, I mean, so Moabites, which are Canaanites. Uh, verse number 27, it says, It came to pass when he was come, that he blew the trumpet in the Mount of Ephraim, and the children of Israel uh, went down with him from the mount, and he before them. Not he behind them, but he before them. And so we see him with great courage there. He blew the trumpet, he went before them, not like Jacob there that sent women the kids before him when he went to see his brother Esau. You see him leading in the forefront, leading before them. And he encourages them to face the enemy in the battle and follow him in that battle. It says in verse number 28, he said unto them, follow after me for the Lord hath delivered your enemies, uh, the Moabites in your hand. And they went down after them. They took the forts and it goes on from there and they have victory and they have 80 years of peace that follows after there. Had rest, they had peace. I believe around the world and throughout time, we need men like Othniel and men like Caleb and those men of the tribes of Judah and those men of the tribes of Simeon uh, to engage the enemy. Secondly, like Ehud, to influence others to follow after them and that which is right. And we certainly need that today. And so Ehud was willing to suffer for the Lord, to lead in combat, to be the first to die if need be, as he fought with the Moabites who had enslaved them for 18 years 
And God raised him to lead these guys in battle by faith. And he, again, did the job. Let's turn to Judges chapter 3 there. And uh, verse number 31, there's another thing that we see in the few courageous in the book of Judges. And I like to make note of this in just the third judge here. In uh, Judges chapter 3, verse number 31, it says, And after him was Shamgar, the son of Anath, which slew the Philistines 600 men with an ox goad, and he also delivered Israel. And then we read on in chapter 5, verse number 6, it says, And in those days Shamgar, the son of Anath, in the days of uh, Jacob, the highways were occupied, and the travelers walked through the byways, and the inhabitants of the villages ceased, and they ceased in Israel until I, Deborah, that I rose up a mother in Israel. And so we find here in the Bible, again, that God used a different man, a man of courage here, and again, a, a man with an ox goad. And again, that's an unusual tool. We'll talk about that later, hopefully, when we study this book. But here's a man with an unusual tool that he goes into combat with. You see there in verse number uh, 31, it says, And after him was Shamgar, the son of Anath, the slew of the, of the Philistines, 600 men with an ox goad, and he delivered Israel. Shamgar with an ox goad. That's kind of a, a tool, basically, to a poking kind of a tool used and has a spear on the end to prod the oxen along, a 10-foot-long spear-like object he used in battle. And what does that teach about courageous men? Well, they're willing to engage the enemy. They are willing to engage the enemy even with the most crude and unusual instruments, if need be. Let's turn to Mark chapter 10. You know, our weapons of our warfare in the New Testament are not carnal. We're not talking about guns, and we're not talking about swords or spears and things like that, but we are to be girded about with truth and uh, to use that truth as, again, a tool against the enemy. An ox gold, again, is an unusual tool to be used in one's hand, but when we think about, again, those that are courageous, they use what they have. They use whatever they have to be able to do the will of God. Mark chapter 10, verse number 27. It says, And Jesus looking unto him, saith unto him, With men it is impossible, but with God, uh, but with God for with God all things are possible. And so we see again in, in the Bible that God can use unusual tools, unusual people, unusual things to be used to, uh, again, engage the enemy. Today we have tools today that we didn't have the, in the past. The internet, we have tools for evangelism, we have tools as far as tracts, we have tools as far as publication, we have tools as, as far as people having money and means uh, to be able to engage the enemy. Uh, we need to use whatever tools at our disposal. But let's turn back to Judges chapter 4 as we consider uh, one of the other few few courageous individuals here in the book of Judges. And an unusual person here pops up in the book of Judges. And uh, again, it seems somewhat mysterious, but again, I don't think it's that mysterious at all. In uh, Judges chapter 4, verse number 1, the Bible says there, And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord when Ehud 
was dead. And the Lord sold them into the hand of uh, Jabin, king of uh, Canaan, and they reigned at Hazor, and the captain of those hosts was Sisera, which dwelt in Hashereth of the Gentiles. And the children of Israel cried to the Lord, for he had 900 chariots of iron, and 20 years he mightily oppressed the children of Israel. So there was oppression, difficulty, after Shamgar for 20 years. And then it says, And Deborah prophetess, the wife of uh, Lipodeth, she judged Israel at that time. The courageous few in the book of Judges includes this lady by the name of Deborah, an amazing person as far as the Bible is concerned. On the usual case, she's a woman of great courage and faith in God. She's really, in some ways, an exception rather than a rule. But it does teach us, when it comes to the courageous few, whether it's at this time or any times, it doesn't matter who you are. You can be part of the courageous few. She was. In verse number 8 through verse number 10, she encouraged Barak to do what needs to be done in the battle. In verse number 8, it says, And Barak said unto her, If thou wilt go with me, then I'll go up. If thou wilt not go with me, then I will not go. And she said, I will surely go with thee, notwithstanding the journey that thou takest shall not be for thy honor. For the Lord shall send Sisera into the hand of a woman. And Deborah rose and went to Barak of Kadesh. And Barak called Zebulun and Naphtali to Kadesh. And he went up with 10,000 men on the feet. And Deborah went with them. And you'll find here in the Bible that he has victory to a large degree here. Let's skip down to verse 14. And Deborah said unto Barak, Up for this is the day which the Lord hath delivered Sisera into the hand. Is not the Lord gone out before thee? So Barak went down from Mount Tabor, 10,000 after him, and the Lord discomforted Sisera and all the chariots. And it goes on in verse number 16. But Barak pursued after the chariots and after the host. And uh, mentions there, all the hosts of Syria fell at the edge of the sword, and there was not left, there was not a man left. And so we find in the Bible a case of a few courageous individuals. But I just want to mention this about Deborah. Deborah was a woman, which is unusual. I'm saying unusual because normally God in the Bible would use a man uh, to go into battle or to lead people in battle. And she didn't lead them in battle, but she was alongside Barak there in battle. Barak needed someone to encourage him, someone again to exercise faith with him, and he went into battle. We find here in the Bible that it doesn't matter who you are, young or old, male or female, left-handed, right-handed, as we'll see in the book of Judges, Again, someone maybe of obscurity or someone of great notoriety, someone, again, who is faithful, someone with great courage to be used of the Lord. Let's turn to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. The few of history, the few of the book of Judges, the few courageous, the fear that didn't fear, again, were used of God. As we find throughout the Bible, other ones we could mention, the little maid that stood up and and begin to talk and to speak out for God. What courage she had. Others in the Bible that showed courage. Others there of the judges, they showed courage. Ephesians chapter 6, in uh, verse number 10. Ephesians 6, verse number 10. They had faith in God. 
They trusted the will of God and they went out and sought to do it. Anyone can be courageous. Deborah was chosen to be a prophetess and chose to judge Israel. And she exercised courage and faith in God. Ephesians chapter 6, at verse number 10, the Bible says this, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of, the, of, the, of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh or blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of the world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Therefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having undone all to stand. Stand therefore, having your, jo- your loins girt about with truth, and having the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with prayer and supplication and all in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. As for me, it says, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. And it goes on in verse 20, it says, For which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. There's a need for courage. There is a need for courage. God's people need to be courageous. They need to have faith in God. God needs these uh, individuals. God used different individuals throughout time for his grace and for his glory. And again, we learned some lessons about the few courageous there. Let's turn back to Judges chapter 1 and verse number 3 and verse number 4. Those of the tribes of Judah and Simeon went into the battle and they saw victory as they did what they were supposed to do. But we find here uh, things soon change as we look at this chapter. Judges chapter 1 verse 3, it says, And Judah saw, uh, said unto Simeon, his brother, Come up with me into my lot, that we may fight against the Canaanites. I likewise will go with thee unto thy lot. So Simeon went with him. Courageous. Engage the enemy. The courageous seek to influence others to follow them. The courageous use what they have. The courageous can be really anyone. Let's close as we consider the word of God here tonight. Father, thank you, Lord, for your word here tonight. I thank you again for the Bible. I thank you for this book. I ask that you would help it to be a book we could learn some things from. And again, as we do, I pray, Lord, they would have application in our life. Bless this time as we meet here again tonight. 